Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, Terry and Emma. We have Hello. Um, beautiful Terry Hi. helping today as, as always. And our, our guest today is Emma McDonald. So, um, Emma, can you just give us a little bit of insight of where you are in the world or and or, you know, what you're up to in the last six months, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so great to see you both. Yeah, thank um, and thanks you. For having, thanks for having me on. It's super exciting, um, super exciting to have these discussions. I think they're extremely important. So, um, yeah, gosh, last six months for me has been a fairly big whirlwind, to be honest, actually. Um, I, six months ago, just about, I was in India, actually, um, in January, doing my yoga teacher training. Yeah. Yeah. So I was over there for the entire month. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible over there. Um, was just when the pandemic was starting to, sorry, like become known to the world. Um, but there was no cause for concern majorly at that stage. You've been Um, over there a couple of times. Is that right? Or just that once? Uh, to India, it's only been the once, um, but I have been to Sri Lanka and I've been to Sri Lanka numerous times. And so it's very similar in the, um, in the cultural sense. Um, what level did you do? Is it the 200 hour or is it like that? What's what you did in India for the yoga? Yes. I think it was, yeah, the 200 hour, um, vinyasa flow. Oh, that's cool. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Pretty life changing, no doubt. Very life changing. Yeah. It's very traditional. Um, like, like obviously in a sense, which is always what I wanted. I wanted to do my teacher training overseas personally, just to be immersed, um, in a culture and away from, I guess, the distractions of the Western world for myself. So it was always just a personal goal to get overseas to do it. Um, and the yoga teachers over there were just incredible and they've done, they, they've always like, they have at the heart of them is obviously yoga but they had done a lot of work on themselves and their teacher training. I wouldn't say had done like a 360, but you could definitely get the sense that it possibly came originally like, oh, let's just teach people and maybe get sort of lots of people in. And then they had like moved their practice out of the city and it was near a river and there was a huge focus on food and the environment and the energy and creating this like really comfortable home environment. So there was no like, bells and whistles it was very just um it was just so grounded and you could tell that they were just they were just 100 percent there for their students and to you know transfer their knowledge of yoga and yeah so i was very blessed yeah their purpose their purpose their passion so it shines through yeah absolutely yeah i think we need more of that in the western world where we're focused Mm -hmm. on helping others rather than money but Yep. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's a bit different. So I think times are turning a bit, though. They are. They are. Changes is taking place. Mm. Yeah. So what made you want to get into the yoga? Because I know you've done a bit around meditation and um, sort of inner healing and that sort of stuff. So is that just a lead on from it? or? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I remember... Um, uh, so... Mum obviously was diagnosed with cancer. Um, gosh, I think it was back in 2009 when she was originally diagnosed. Um, and I remember it just was an instant spark of constant anxiety for me. Like it, it was just the moment she was diagnosed and that it kind of like the, that underlying, um, well, yeah, panic and fear and anxiety never sort of really left me. Um, fear of the unknown future. Yeah. 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 And, um, I remember I was working at the time at the Commonwealth Bank, uh, in Villa Wheeler and actually, um, Sarah Larson, who was the local yoga teacher. And I think she might still do a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, She, she stopped by the, um, the bank one day. And I remember I must've discussed something with her in, in my current state. And she was like, you should come along to yoga. Like, just give it a go, you know, come out to Thangul and, and give it a try. And it, was the first time I had spent any time just on my own in the sense, like to give myself an entire hour. I wasn't really doing that. I was in a relationship and I was taking care of mum a lot. Um, 
and it was the yoga was amazing but it was actually more sarah used to always do and i think it was about 15 minutes of meditation at she the does. End of every yeah. Class. yeah yeah so yeah. it's a 90 minute traditional one i think yeah yeah and i remember for the first time in such a long time because i was so stressed with mum that that the meditation at the end, obviously, like I completely went out of fight or flight and into rest, um, rest and digest. And I had not done that in such a long time. I don't even think I knew what the state was anymore. Yeah. And I remember just that, oh my God, this feels amazing. I don't quite know what just happened, but I need more of this in my life. And that yeah. was way, that kicked um, probably my interest in yoga way back then. Yeah. And then I've always gone like dabbled between um crossfit for example which is obviously very masculine energy and it's very sort of not not forceful by any means but go 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 and then yeah. when i need to i recognize that i have to go back to yoga so i dance between the two um, that's a good balance yeah yeah mm. uh yeah i found it it works for me like i do realize where my adrenals are kind of like hey you need to stop crossfit and let's do something a little more gentle for a little while um and then, you know, obviously the spiritual side that comes with yoga as well is just, just so beautiful. So I never quite knew what I wanted to do with yoga, but always wanted to enhance my practice, which, yeah, led me off to India. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So you've got siblings, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've got an older sister, a younger sister and a younger brother. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, yeah, no doubt. Um, so, and, and sorry to hear that your mum didn't, didn't end up making it, but which year was it that you lost your mum? So mum passed away April um, of 2013. Yeah, rightio. Yeah. Yeah. Tough time, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Kind of in my life, just about. What kind yeah. of cancer was it? Um, she was originally diagnosed with colon cancer. Yeah. Um, However, when they did the opera, like they operated um, soon after she was diagnosed, and when they did, when they did the operation, they discovered that it had gone to the liver, um, which is obviously extremely difficult. Not extremely, I shouldn't like. I don't really like to say that word because I'm quite a hopeful person, but it is a lot more challenging than to uh, treat once mm. it's in yeah. the liver. Um, yeah. So yeah, initially the the diagnosis yeah was was colon cancer, and then yeah had travelled to the liver. And I know you looked into a lot of different things when your mum was still here with um some like overseas um remedies and what can you can you go into some of that if you don't mind em oh my gosh i would love to because there's so much out there that people don't know about actually yeah. so it's super exciting and i would often say to people have you heard about such and such and people yeah. just have never um so mum ah oh, just bless her she is such a fighting spirit like such a fighting spirit so i remember even when she was diagnosed she didn't cry initially it was i think it was me who was just like losing it and um the family obviously and yeah. just right from the get-go we just had this mindset like i'm gonna beat this yeah. and i don't know if she she must have heard of it originally in in some respect or she maybe done research prior um but I mean, like initially her first point of call was Living Valley Springs um, on the Sunshine Coast to do a detox. Yeah. Um, so she went there initially. That was sort of the kickstart of her journey. Um, it then took her off to, oh, and bless me, I don't quite remember the exact chain of events. Trauma, obviously, as you're aware. Kind of yeah. <laughs> with the memory a little. Yeah. Um, but she went to the Gawler Centre in Melbourne. So Ian Gawler is um, a meditation teacher and in fact cured himself from cancer. Wow. Um, so mum went off to the Gawler Centre, yeah, which is down in Melbourne. And I can't remember how long she was down there for, but she learned how to meditate. Believe it or not, I'm sitting on her meditation stool at mm, the moment. That's actually. so special. That's oh, so... it's so special. And it's so amazing. And I, you know, I think of her every time I sit on it and it's so comfortable. It's the most comfortable thing. So if you're struggling with meditation, you need a meditation stool. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I love mine. Ever. They're so yeah. great. Um, and then... After that, I would say like our, our biggest adventure then took us off to Mexico. Um, so mum came across the work of Max Gershon, yeah. um, who was a German doctor, I do believe. Um, and he came up with essentially what's called the Gershon therapy. Um, and it was all based that. around detoxification. Yeah, it, you know, it is, <coughs> it is so incredible and makes so much sense. And not many people do know about it. 
um, great that you have heard of it actually. Yeah. But yeah, it's all based around detoxification. So yeah. he way, way, way back when he was alive, um, created a therapy actually to cure patients of tuberculosis, which started yeah. to work. And the process of that, obviously he discovered that they were being cured from everything, including cancer, because you can't cure one part of the body and not the other, like we're, we're one whole system. So it doesn't work mm -hmm. that way. So he came across that. Um, and then his daughter, her name is Charlotte Gershon. Um, she passed away, I think two years ago at like a very old age of 90 something. Yeah. She continued on her father's legacy. So in the USA and Canada, it's illegal to treat, well, hence it was, and I'm still of the understanding it's the same. Um, it's illegal to treat cancer with anything other than chemotherapy and radiation. Oh. So, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we flew into LA. Um, we caught another flight down to San Diego and we had to cross the border into Mexico. So the Gershon Clinic, their office is in San Diego and their clinic um, is just down from Tijuana in Mexico for that reason. It's like it was illegal um, to treat cancer in the USA. So that's why it was done in Mexico. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's just... It, there is nothing like illegal about it, essentially. Like it's all organic food, organic juices. I was um, going to ask that. Like <laughs> it doesn't have CBD oil or anything like that. No, no. It's just plant-based juice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a specific uh, vegetarian diet, um, you know, uh, wraps around the liver, which were castor oil. Um, I think probably the craziest thing, apart from the coffee enemas, which I can explain yeah. if you're not sure what they are, um, I still do them to this day. Um, yeah. But then there was, yeah, she was having uh, B, gosh, was it B12 injections? Okay, yeah. I think, yeah. So it, it's basically, it's to support, obviously, the immune system, detoxify the body, because um, obviously that is required. Um, so we were down in Mexico, yeah, for weeks. Um, and then mom periodically over the four years that she had cancer, she went backwards and forwards and she would spend three months at a time in Mexico um, yeah. because we did have to get to Mexico via the States. And when you go to the States, you're only allowed a visa for three months. So she would fly in, pop down over the border, stay down there, have her treatment. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time as well. And I think this is so important in someone's cancer journey. And even for the family, like in Australia, she was given six months to live. And then you get down to Mexico and you have these doctors who are sitting in front of you going like, like we can do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, like, and they're not sitting there going, we will cure you, but they're giving you hope. Whereas yeah. that just was not given in Australia. Um, so mum had very, very little to do with any Australian doctors. I actually don't really think that like, she never had a doctor, so to speak. Like we didn't, yeah, we didn't deal with any doctors. I don't think really in Australia. Um, she would get blood tests done and she would send them off to Mexico and then we would Skype with doctors down there. Um, but Mexico was the, was a big part um, of her treatment yeah. for sure. And then she did and vitamin. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And was she um, getting results from it all? Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge results. She did so well. She did so, so, so well. So, um, she did go on to try many other things. Like she ended up doing like vitamin C, um, intravenously. Um, she did chelation, which is to detox, detoxify the body, um, with metals and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there was a, so she had a naturopath, Manoli, bless his cotton socks, an amazing guy. Um, in America, he did a lot of work with her as well. Um, but like during her therapy with mainly with the Gershon therapy, like she was doing five coffee enemas a day and 13 juices so i mean it was very it was very full-on it was very hands-on my younger sister quit her job to stay home basically and be her full-time care which is basically like a chef like yeah you're constantly that, preparing food and shannon, yeah. constantly cooking coffee yeah shan yeah, yeah shan did just yeah such an amazing soul um <laughs> so yeah mums um you can track like your um tumor markers um with, with, with cancer so Hers came right, 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 right down. Um, like, it's so low that they were basically non-existent. Mm. Um, so, she, yeah, she did amazing on the therapy. She, she did so well. And she was given six months and she lasted four years. 
Um, yeah. And like, I now have a lot more understanding um, possibly of at the end of the day, why she didn't make it to a degree, but also that it was her journey. Um, but yeah, she did phenomenal. Like it was, but yeah, again, it, was just it gave incredible. you so much more time with her and that stuff that you just wouldn't have changed for the world, no doubt, with the oh, learnings that you got from it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like I have to be so grateful for that, for her journey. And I, oh gosh, I wouldn't know half the stuff that I do now if it wasn't for her and her cancer journey. And, you know, we got to see parts of the world together, which like there's no way in the world you know would ever imagine that we'd be crossing the mexican border and i remember one day we were in we were in the states and we had to duck down to mexico to visit a doctor and you know we lined up because when you cross the the border in mexico to enter it's very easy you literally walk in Mm. i don't know if it's still the same now it's actually probably very different but when we were doing it you literally walk into the country but to come from mexico and go back to the states is very difficult it's not very difficult just very long processes lots of passports and you're interrogated significantly. And I remember, you know, me and mum, we lined up for like, I don't know, it used to be called the walking line and you would line up for hours just to walk from Mexico over into America. It was just, just things like that. And I remember being nervous and, you know, cause there's all these Americans with big guns and stuff. Yeah, I reckon. She was such a trooper. So yeah, it was, you know, and I would never have learned as much as I did about the human body if it wasn't for mum. So, yeah, there's a lot of blessings in there. Mm, yeah. Well, I lost my father, as you know, to suicide. But winding back five years prior to that, he um, he had a brain injury from a horse accident. And I was pretty young. I was only 15 and lost him when I was 20 or 21. But it would have been, I would have been a very, very different human if he died from that first accident. So oh, I'm so grateful yeah. for those extra years instead of looking at the, the negative part of it. So, mm-hmm. and um, I probably touched on it earlier that like Terry's been through her own journey that we went and do on the podcast the other day, but yeah, yeah. you know, she's, she's kicked its ass, which is awesome. Yeah. Yes. I could it's definitely resonate amazing. with your mother. Like I did not cry. Initially I bawled my eyes out when the doctor tells you that you've, um, got the disease but then as soon as my parents walked in the room just to see the vulnerability on their face and the sadness Mm. it was like a switch had just been flicked and I got this strength and you know I never once thought that the cancer was going to kill me I was quite a positive person but um but very very different um process for me like I didn't have a choice like as soon as they diagnosed me the next day they were hooking me up to chemotherapy and yeah so it was and I was on my deathbed basically so all my organs were failing because I had four times the amount of calcium in my body um, due to the cancer it was non-Hodgkin lymphoma which they initially diagnosed it as leukemia because it was in my bone marrow and in my blood and with non-Hodgkin lymphoma, it's normally present in your um, tumours, in your lymph nodes. So it was very different, but they yeah. still treated it exactly the same as leukaemia. Um, but, yeah, it was really intense and full on. And I, yeah, I wasn't given an option. And now, you know, I think about it in hindsight. Um, would I do things differently or anything like that? Um, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. And people ask me that question all the time. And that's something that I can't answer. Um, Mm. And I am very thankful for the chemotherapy because it it did save my life. But I think it has opened up my, you know, um, curiosity into other forms of treatment and why we get sick, which is why I am doing Mm -hmm. what I am as a Reiki practitioner and um, delving more into the science. Um, into cell biology and all that kind of stuff, why we get sick. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. same, same, but different. It's every person's journey is different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so unique. Yeah, Yeah. and I, you know, my treatment lasted five months. Wow. From start to finish. So it was quite quick as well. So, um, yeah, not that, yeah. So anyways, I think, you know, I'm very blessed for my cancer journey. Mm. It's led me to um, be where I am today. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's, um, 
But I think when you look at the the different stuff that we now have our eyes open to more so than anything, um, like all of us here are on the same page with that, with a lot more what they would probably call alternative medicine, but they should probably call it the norm. Yeah. But mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, exactly. like as you were saying, Em, about it being illegal in the States and all that sort of stuff, I think we all know the reasons why, because, you know, there's just too many, too many dollars tied up in people being sick, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I know it's something all three of us are passionate about looking at different ways to do things and not believing the norm because mm -hmm. it's, you know, it hasn't been serving us. And I think a lot of people are waking up to that. Um, and, you know, I went through, I went through hospital quite a few times myself with the accidents and injuries I had. And it just reminded me when you said your mum had to get B12 injections, I'm supposed to get them every sort of three months. I haven't had any for probably close to a year because I didn't put it in my calendar, but I <laughs> don't know if I need it. Yeah. I don't know. It was the only thing because I had some bowel resected. So I have a few occasional problems with that, but I probably should be better with my food and, um, diet and it would help a lot uh, and when I left hospital I got given a you know box full of pills with, as you do and mm -hmm. I remember saying to my wife like you know I'm not taking these and I took just the painkiller stuff for about a week and threw the rest out because it's just it's just not good for your body and it's so addictive and mm -hmm. I was talking to a client yesterday who's doubled their dose for anxiety medication and stuff and all that stuff has a short term um, a need, but I think that we have to bridge this further and further together so that we can start to heal ourselves, which people are starting to realize is possible, you know? Yeah, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This would be essentially um, what I did, I think, is yeah, looked at the science behind everything and then made a huge connection between diet and lifestyle um, and anxiety and depression. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's absolutely massive. So do you mind if I ask you a little bit about, like, when things were at your worst with, like, your anxiety and stuff like that? Um, yeah, tell us a bit about that. I know it's been pretty challenging for you and I'm sure you've found some pretty good stuff to get through that, but I, um, yeah... I know it's challenging for anybody with that sort of stuff. So, you know, what's some oh. tips, tips, I suppose? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great question. Great question. Um, so for me, I guess uh, probably the most traumatic event in my life would be losing mum, um, yeah. for sure, because uh, we were so hands-on with her healing journey. Um, you know, even to the point I remember at the hospital in palliative care at the very end, like I was still administering the pain medication and in control of it and would tell the doctors when and, when and how wow. much and... And whatnot, and how old were you, Em? Um, I was twenty-seven yeah. when Mum passed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were all around her the day she took her last breath. And I think you know, I was really odd. I've only just remembered. I think it was about eleven a.m. in the morning, and we were literally all surrounded around her. And um, I remember I was massaging her feet, um, literally like as she's taken her last breath and she's passed away. And then I remember my body went into pretty much an instant panic attack. Um, mm. I had pins and needles and I couldn't breathe. Mm. And I remember the nurse gave me like, this is the only time I've ever done it, like breathed into like a brown paper bag, like yeah, in yep. and out type thing, obviously. Sure. And I think naturally, obviously, um, my body just completely panicked, but there would have been, I had pins and needles in my hands. So there would have been a huge degree, I think, of her energy, you know, moving on to the next realm that my body felt. Yeah. Um, but my actual lowest point, um, in terms of say like with anxiety and depression it was actually a year later. Um, yeah, I yeah. left, I left a five year relationship, um, 12 months after mum passed away yeah. and I was in such a state of despair, um, depression. Um, I was still grieving. I, I, I didn't really know how to process mum's passing, um, which I've since learned. But at the time I thought <laughs> I was in control, um, of her health. Uh, like I thought I had the reins. So yeah. for her to pass, I, I took a lot of guilt um, on board until yeah. I did a lot of work on that. Um, so <laughs> here I am though, 12 months later, 
and I left this relationship and no longer was anything in my life familiar. Yeah, and, big change. And you know, our nervous system, huge change, yeah. And as our nervous system is wired for survival, not happiness, it doesn't like the unknown. And all of a sudden I was just in incomplete unknown. Mum um, yeah. was no longer here. You know, the family home was no longer there. I didn't even live in the same town. Um, all of my belongings were packed. And my anxiety just spiked like I'd never really quite felt before. Um, mm. And I just could not get it. I couldn't get a grip on it. Um, mm. I, I knew intellectually what I had to do, um, you know, get sunshine, eat right, exercise. Um, but I was, I was unable to do any, any of that. Um, and I can't remember the exact time frames. It would have went on for a few weeks. Um, and then I found myself at the doctors and I was so reluctant to go to the doctors because here mum had spent four years doing everything alternative. And yeah. here I am and I have this, you know, crippling anxiety and I, you know, I'm at the doctors asking for medication essentially. And then that and would have set your internal barometer up as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I had so much guilt and shame around the fact that I needed antidepressants. Um, mm. And I even remember my little sister at the time, you know, had made comment like, oh, you don't like, what are you doing basically? Um, <laughs> and I remember being at the doctors and they were kind of like, oh, we, jet, we might just get you to see a psychologist first and have a chat about things. She's like, oh, but we'll just do this quick questionnaire. Anyway, I did the questionnaire with her and I think she, she I left with antidepressants. And just like, here you go. Mm. Um, so yeah. obviously needed them. Yeah, and probably those questionnaires like reaffirm that you are supposedly in your story and, you know, keep oh. it going through that loop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was about as soon as I, as soon as I went on them, um, I had in my head, I needed to get off them as in like, well, or what's my plan to get off them. Um, and I think it was, it was possibly, they didn't work instantly. I remember. And I think it was about a month I seen, you know, I sort of come up for air almost. And then I was instantly, okay, how do I get off them? And I was just fortunate enough that I just had a really good doctor. I'd not the doctor who originally described them, but I had another doctor mm-hmm. and I had said, no, I want to get off these. And they worked with me, which is a very simple plan to get off them. Cause I know a lot of the time people are like, no, you have to be on them for six months or you have to be on them for 12 months. Yeah, um, of and so, mm-hmm. yeah, essentially then with myself, because it had so much guilt and shame around being on them and just the way that my brain works, I was like, what is going on with my body? as to why I need these and I know what to do, but I can't do it. So I started researching and researching and researching and researching. Um, And I was blessed that my best friend is a naturopath. So, you know, she put me on say an activated vitamin B in the morning, a magnesium at night. Um, And then I discovered your adrenal glands, um, discovered adrenal fatigue. So I learned um, that, coffee obviously can kick can kick in anxiety um, yeah for you know, sure. it sends a, a message straight from your brains to your adrenal glands to switch on like your body perceives caffeine as a state of stress yeah. um that's why we have it obviously as a, a an activator i suppose like so many other things like you know energy drinks and all that which i don't touch anymore i used to years ago but it's just we shouldn't need that stuff, hey? Even coffee, and I still have, no. a, have a coffee occasionally. But it, yeah, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And for me, I was drinking coffee at the time. And mm. here I am with debilitating anxiety, like it's through the roof, and I'm drinking caffeine, and I have no idea. Personally, yeah. I was just like, I had no idea I was like putting fuel on the fire. Yeah. Um, You're not the only person. There are yeah. so many people out there that are doing exactly the same thing and just none yeah. the wiser. They have no yeah. idea. No. And I I was just, um, I was so curious and obviously it did also really scare me the state that I was in. Um, so I come across, um, you know, a particular diet that I started to follow and you know, it was just obviously protein at every meal. Um, and that's because your adrenal glands like mine would have been so fatigued. Um, so people aren't aware your adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys and they, obviously um, regulate your stress hormones. So they would have been in such a state of fatigue that I needed protein to build them back up. 
Um, I ate every two to three hours. So that was something I never knew before. So when your blood sugar drops, once again, your body perceives that, that you're back in a state of stress. Um, so you really need to balance your blood sugar levels if you have depression or anxiety. So for me, I was eating regularly. Um, I cut out all alcohol. I couldn't really drink anyway um, because of the grief with mum. Like it would just send me into a spiral of, of just tears and crying. So I'd pretty yeah. much cut that out anyway, but I cut out all yeah. processed sugar, um, all caffeine, all gluten, all dairy. And so anything obviously that inflamed my body. Mm -hmm. um, and I made sure I had good sources of protein. Um, I ate things like turkey, which is high in tryptophan, which is a precursor to serotonin. Yep. So I, I, I learned so much about the body because here I go and well, intellectually, I know what to do. Physically, I can't do it. Why is this? Yeah. Um, and so I learned, I learned how to build my body back up physically. Um, yeah, well and that, done. and of course, slow forms of exercise. Um, and that exercise obviously was extremely important. Um, and then naturally the spiritual world, um, was you. finding its way into my life anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, Oh, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such <laughs> it a beautiful sure thing. Is. Yeah. So it all goes hand in hand. Like we're obviously all one system. Like we are a spiritual, you know, and physical body and mm -hmm. the conversations and the awareness going on around mental health right now are important and required. And I think the first key to anything is awareness. Um, but I feel like that's almost where it stops. Like no one else, it's like, okay, well, let's Taking talk about action. it. But then it's kind of like, well, yeah. what are we doing about it? And yet, do you know that if you let your blood sugar drop, like your, your body perceives that as a state of stress. So I feel especially for anyone who's had trauma in their life, and just let's be honest, everyone has. It would just be to certain Fall degree. Or like a swing, yeah. 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 And everybody perceives things differently, of course. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so... And you guys are aware of the monkey mind and the circle. I like that, that mm. circle that goes on. So there's what happens in your life and there's what you make it mean. And there's the story you attach to it. Yep. And then if you're not supporting your body physically through nutrients and through exercise and sunshine, it's almost near impossible to make sense of what's going on in your world. And yeah. I think that connection is being made, but I think there's, there's not enough awareness around that. Yeah, definitely. So, so I've got a couple of questions on that one. Um, with the spiritual side of things, I have a lot of people I work with that are very, very detached from that being a possibility. I've got a few of my own sort of tips or thoughts on that now, but I'm, I'm curious to know if someone said that to you, you know, it's all rubbish, for example, what would be something that you could help them bridge that sort of um, disconnect from it. Yeah. That it's, that exists. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, I love talking about the spirit world and spirits. Um, spirits communicate through me. Actually, it's something I need to refine. Um, yes. but I've been able to pass on messages to people from loved ones who have passed away and it's just oh, the most so special. Oh, it's the most amazing gift to be able to give, especially when you've lost somebody. And I was always just wanting to find someone who could have communicated mm. with mum until I learned to communicate with her. Um, so I, I think if anyone who's skeptical on it, um, you know, I'd probably start from the place that they have fear around it and try and dissolve that fear, to be honest. And then if someone doesn't believe, um, possibly they're not ready and it's not the right time. Um, yeah. but certainly I think if someone's intrigued and they're, they're kind of curious, um, I like, you know, I can only just explain it that there is this entire world of magic out there that yeah. don't even know exists. You can tune and tap into it at any single time. You have guides who are guiding you through life and standing by you and supporting you and absolutely. Spirit Absolutely. is there all of the time. Your loved ones are there all of the time. You can, here's the funny thing as well, like they will be sending you signs all of the time and people yeah. really choose not to see them. Um, mm. Well, we've so little, got poor conditioning around it, obviously, yeah. yeah. I think poor conditioning and people, it's really funny that, I, and I think people are really scared of the unknown. People yeah. are super scared of the unknown. And 
So what I would explain to people, which I've actually had this conversation with friends and even just a loved one yesterday, is that A, spirits cannot hurt you. Yeah. Um, they cannot hurt you and they will not hurt you. They um, possibly will just want to communicate with you. It's not like they're not going to make something fly across the room and bump into you. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they just want to communicate with you, you know, from a, a point of love and, and compassion. Yeah. So yeah. A, there's nothing to be fearful of. And I think you are fully in control with what you let into your consciousness. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. There That's... are mischievous spirits. Um, I've since learned, but once again, they can't hurt you. Yeah. Um, I always say if someone's coming through to me and I'm concerned of the energy around them, whereas yeah. I'm always in control, I will say to them, if you're not for my highest good, you're not welcome. Yeah. And in my mind's eye, I'll bring in Archangel Michael and I'll bring in my guides to protect me. And literally, if it's the case, that spirit will just disappear. That's so cool. I should get and they connect, will. connect to my dad. Well, yeah. <laughs> if that's connecting the other way is a skill I need to refine. Um, but I actually am working on it. It was one of my goals for this year. Yeah, um, cool. I, spirits come through to me when... Um, I guess you would say I'm open, but not expecting them to. Um, and I can communicate with my mom and in deep meditation, I can communicate with my guides. However, um, like making a, like communicating with your yeah, loved ones, say for example, your dad, I, I think I need to do some refining skills around, but. Oh, um, that's so exciting. That's really cool. That's the stuff that I want to learn a lot more about. And I need to, I need to allow a bit more as well, but it's just been allow. a journey. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what? I think allow is you've hit the nail on the head with allow. Mm. This is the thing. I think if someone's like skeptical that, that, that it doesn't exist or like it doesn't exist or their loved one is completely gone. Um, I think you just need to allow, you yeah. need to allow it to come through. You need to sort of almost pull that wall, you know, that wall, those walls down, mm. um, which once again will be linked to fear, which you need to dissolve. And it's like, Oh, what am I going to hear? Or what am I going to like, what are they going to tell me? Or what am I going to see? Um, but yeah, it's, like it's just, can, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say like, I can only just describe it as it's just such pure magic yeah. and it's where the law of attraction sits right in with and manifesting sits right in with as well. Like you can say that like, I'll always say to my guides, show me a sign. If yeah. I'm meant to do this, show me a sign. And you know, sometimes I'm not willing to listen. I asked for a sign the other day and the clouds did this most spectacular form of like it looked like a sun like rays of sun in the sky and I was kind of like oh that's beautiful but no no that's not my sign like, <laughs> and then of an afternoon I was out walking with my sister and we were at the beach and once again the sun was setting in the west but we were looking to the east and over the horizon and over the water it looked like the rays of sun yet the sun was yeah. setting behind us and same sort of thing I was like no 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 that's not my sign like I think yeah. I was just looking for something different but at the end of the day you ask for a sign and it'll be there yeah. it will yep. not never ever not be there and i yep. think once you start allowing it and you begin to see the magic like you you can't help it's this like elation that you you didn't know it's, yeah it's it's totally exactly what you're saying you know like once you start looking it's like um a system called the ras the reticular activating system when when um some coaches talk about you know the red car like you decide you want to buy a red car a specific brand and you haven't seen one ever the next thing there's five of them on the road yeah and they're just yes. everywhere so it's yeah. the same as that really we just yeah seek for the information that we choose to um have have come into our presence and, and mm -hmm. awareness absolutely yeah that's so spot on so exactly that if you don't believe it exists you won't see it, but it's still there. It yeah. actually, hasn't, it actually yeah. hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there yeah. and it will always be there. Yeah. And I was literally, I was saying to um, a close loved one the other day who I wouldn't say necessarily they don't believe, but was struggling with the spirit world. And I went, oh my God, you must feel so alone and isolated mm. because once you understand that the spirit world exists, you're never, ever, ever alone. And I think the power that comes from that is in knowing that you're never alone. You, there is this world that you can tap into at any time. That as well brings me, I know, so much comfort and has brought me a lot of comfort since mum had passed. Mm -hmm. So, 
I yeah. love everything that you say about the magic. Yeah. And I think that's, I have found that people get turned off. As soon as you say, oh, it's magical mm. or anything like that, they're just not interested, especially if they are quite closed-minded. Um, but like Leon asked me the same question last week and it kind of stumped me because I have struggled with it in the past in um, the way I feel like I need to convert people because I'm so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But I really, really like how, um, you know, with Trent, he uses, well, not just Trent, but if you look at it from an energetic point of view, energy can't be killed. It can only be transferred. Exactly. So when that physical form dies, where does that energy go? Mm-hmm. And that stumps people. Like they can't answer that, but they can't mm-hmm. deny that we are energy. You yep. cannot deny that. So yeah. I think I really, really like using that. <laughs> Oh, someone said the exact same thing to me. They were like, what in the world is not energy? And they're like, even a rock is energy. It's just vibrating at a different frequency. Yeah. And then they said, energy can never be destroyed. It can only be transformed. Exactly. So I've done, and I heard you guys on your podcast last week, like Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza. There are these brilliant science minds coming to the forefront of say meditation and spirituality. And it is incredible. It's the same kind of thing. Like I think initially way back, I struggled to be able to explain it and that it kind of exists and that you can talk to people. I mean, not that I really went out really discussing it with many people, but now there is science, there's science to back all of this, you know, and the quantum field and law of attraction. Yeah, You only have to practice the law of attraction to know that it's real. But yeah. um, what a fantastic time, isn't it? Because of all that, I is. agree, you know, I only just had it this. It is a fantastic time. I think I told Terry, this or someone, uh, a client I was working with didn't believe in any of this sort of the tools we use in coaching and NLP and stuff. And he said, oh, I'm booked into the best psychiatrist you can possibly get and take six months to get into them. I said, okay, yep. And he sent me some stuff and he said, oh, this is what they've given me. And it was all tools around looking up information around Lipton, Dispenza and so on. Isn't that brilliant? That yeah. is that yeah. that is so remarkable. They are. I just finished reading one of Bruce Lipton's books, and I do Joe's meditations, and it's yeah. just oh, they're just out of this world, literally. But in the world, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, I've got a book yeah. of Joe's at the moment. I'm reading, and they're pretty heavy. If like, mm. I think I've got to listen to it as well because it takes a bit to take it in. It's very yeah. awesome. Very awesome. You gotta be very yeah, present because to of, get in, into it. Yes, you certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and I'm a bit scattered. I'm like, oh I got all this shit going on. And I've got to actually go, right, this is all I'm gonna do right now. And actually yes. be there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're very um they're such brilliant minds, but it's obviously so scientifically minded. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I do struggle a little bit with some of their their contacts, but yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. brilliant. Well, it's different for us, I suppose. And it's just, as we say, so cool that there is some people out there that are medically proven over the years and now they're starting to realise and bridge it all together. You know, it's just too too much evidence to debate, isn't it? You know, but that's my yeah. thing, what I say to people. And then, uh, like, another way we look at it is if you aren't spiritual, that's okay, but if you have any faith, you know, things happen that are just like, how could that have possibly happened or... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of other different ways to go into it, I suppose, isn't there? There is, there is. And I think, yeah, for myself, it was, it's been a combination of experiencing it yeah. <laughs> um, when I least expected it. I had this amazing experience in Bali, which sort of was probably kickstarted my journey into more, being more spiritual, um, but then also reading books. There are so many books that you can read. And I think if someone gifts you a book or it comes into your awareness it's kind of like it's definitely spirit going hey you should read this (laughs) i've I've got a bit of a book addiction and every time we move which we've moved a lot there's like box loads and Mm -hmm. we've just just bought a house down here on a couple of acres so you've got to come and visit and um, that's amazing yeah so i'm really looking forward to actually finding all those books that i haven't seen for a while and i hear (laughs) y'all I hear you very loud and clear there. <laughs> it should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a knock on the door yeah. and I'm pretty sure it's a new book. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's so good. <clears throat> so um, 
Yeah, I've got a couple other things I want to ask, Em, and I thank you yeah. so much for your time. It's, it's been fantastic. I reckon all three of us could see you for the rest of the day. I think but, so. I think so. <laughs> we'll have to catch up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Definitely. So just a bit of a random question to get you thinking out, outside the box. What's the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? Wow, the biggest surprise. Great question. Something good, you know. Something good. Biggest surprise. Um, wow. Biggest surprise. Yeah, it stumps people sometimes because there's a lot of things, still time, as we know, we just don't think about all the cool stuff that happens. I know, right? Well, actually, so funny enough, last night I was just thinking, I've received a bunch of gifts lately. Just yeah, nice. Kind of out of the blue and really thoughtful and exactly what I needed and exactly um, like served me so unbelievably well. So one of my best friends who lives in America, she sent me a very late Christmas present that got here in May. And nice. it was, um, she sent me the most gorgeous mala beads, um, basically because I'd been to India and done my yoga journey. So she sent me a necklace of mala beads and a bracelet. And I literally cried when I opened it because the bracelet, the description of the mala beads was I am rising. And yeah. it was just like, had she even sent it to me, you know, at Christmas time or a month earlier, it just wouldn't have had the impact that it did due to yeah. my current absolutely so i am rising and it was beautiful and she sent me a book it's called to love and let go and yeah. once again i've been practicing letting go and surrendering and it's a book by rachel brayson who's um, a really well-known yogi and i could not put the book down i read it within two days and it was mind-blowingly brilliant nice. um, and it's all got to do with grief losing people um connecting to the spirit world and, and moving on essentially not moving on, but letting go and surrendering. So that was brilliant. And then just yesterday, one of my really dear friends in Rockhampton actually said, Oh, I have a gift for you. You know, can you pop in and get it? And I was just, Oh, okay. Just very random. And I'm like, I'm literally holding it. She sent me some, um, well, she gifted me some smoky quartz crystals. Oh, wow. Um, Amazing. And this, uh, the large one that I have is a master healer and the smaller one is a generator. And she sent me, um, she gave me, sorry, them in a little box with some sage so I could clear them. And oh. smoky quartz is uh, for grounding, yeah. um, for grounding into the physical and spiritual world yeah it's to help with anxiety and panic attacks um you know it's its origin is from scotland which um my surname is mcdonald so uh, my origin is scottish it yeah. was just I, I got home and it blew me away i was like oh my goodness these these gifts are just popping up in my life for no real reason and yeah. i was like wow they're exactly what i need and they're so divine um like any gift is beautiful but i was like wow these are really special and just yeah. so fitting so that would they choose be my you they question. say crystals choose you you don't choose them ah uh, i've got a couple of crystals like that and they're my my special crystals yeah they're so beautiful I literally, because my friend sleeps with hers in her hand, her smoky quartz, oh, wow. and I did the same thing last night, and I woke yeah. up numerous times of the night, and I was still holding it. Um, yeah, phenomenal. Crystals are phenomenal. So, yeah. See, just as well you're single, otherwise you could swing around and bash it. <laughs> Mine's on my bedside table. I don't of this. Yeah. <laughs> The end of this is really pointy, so it could do some damage. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah that is very true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just about to get some crystals. I've been talking to Terry about it and another yeah. one of our um, coaches, Lisa, who sort of want to start learning more about uh, the crystals and what I need to allow and, you know, open up the chakras and stuff that I haven't learned oh. enough, enough about. So Exciting times. Yeah, looking forward to it, that's for sure. And, you know, oh. the stuff I've learned around helping people has been more sort of scientific and with tools to help, but I, I just want for my own benefit and journey to delve into the spiritual side of things for sure. And when you're talking about energy and connecting to your um, loved ones that are gone, like I lost all my grandparents basically to cancer and then my dad to suicide and... I've lost that many mates to, you know, suicide and crashes. I think I've lost 
nine mates in helicopter crashes being a you know ex, oh. ex pilot <laughs> and um and i did an exercise when i was doing my training called timeline therapy regression and i went and I, even me i was like oh, i don't know if this will work but i went back into my grandfather's timeline <gasps> and it was just it was really profound like i was absolutely bawling i was just crying my eyes out and it, um, the person I did it with wrote a lot of the knowledge down. It was basically just mass amounts of wisdom and got some amazing tips and techniques around um, the relationship because he was he was in a 50-plus year relationship with my nan, but it was a very healthy one in my eyes because, I mean, I know there's a lot of relationships that are 30, 40 years even now today and they're not healthy and they're very proud of sticking by each other, but they actually shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he, you know, he went into just basically, I wasn't going to swear on this podcast, but basically fuck what everyone thinks about what you're doing. Just hook in, get into it. And you've got your wife's support and I've got your back and, um, dad, your dad and I are basically holding the fort and he's like the grandfather of the whole family unit. And yeah, and I've and I've had that come through in a couple of psychic readings, so it's pretty cool because he was extremely wise. So man. nice. It's very reassuring. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So can't wait to do more around that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is what I'm saying. Where there is like this magic. So there is this <laughs> divine present and presence and guidance and universe out there. And it can bring you peace because we are still here in the physical. We still are here on this physical plane and we still have to go through, you know, what we're going through and dealing with it. And there is this divine wisdom that can come from our loved ones and such a gift that you're able to experience that. Like it's, it really is absolutely incredible. And that opens you up to this whole world that exists. There is, um, I did regression therapy as well after Mm -hmm. mum passed away. Yeah, yeah you know dr brian weiss i don't know if we've heard of that one he wrote a book called many lives many masters um yeah. and he, he was a psychiatrist who had a client that wasn't getting better um yeah. and he started hypnotizing her and she did exactly that she started going back into past lives and she wow. would just regurgitate yeah. all this information yep. but yep. in the process she started healing herself and he was just like i don't know what's going on here but he was such a textbook psychiatrist that's um, so good. That's so good. Yeah. I'm going to write that down because that's similar to yeah. what we do in timeline therapy is basically go into past lives, generational issues. Cause we, yeah. we might be holding on to a gestalt in our timeline from, you know, some, something that we didn't even know what it is. And that's why I think what we do is just fantastic because it can heal generations prior as well as your future children oh. and everything. So Absolutely. Yeah. Like the trauma literally can be dissolved with you. Like you don't need to pass it on to Hugely. the next generation. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's what I say to people without the courage to take something on yet. It's like, well, you know, think a bit bigger and imagine what you can do if it's for your kids and stuff. And people are like, Oh yeah. Light bulb. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So many lives, many masters. Many lives, many masters. It yeah. was, um, I read it. I remember I read it in Sri Lanka. Um, my sister and I went backpacking after mum passed away and it was a book. It was the quickest book I've ever written. Like it was yeah. that profound in my life at that point in time. So anyone dealing with grief, I yeah. like a hundred percent recommend that you read it because it changed my life. And Dr. Brian Weiss, he actually comes to Australia. Um, yeah. I did his three day past life regression therapy course on the Sunshine Coast. Wow. That's so cool. Back in 2014, I think it was, um, possibly 15, but he usually comes every year. I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. There's, there's so much out there. You can just add the tools to your tool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Really addictive. That's for sure. And um, oh my gosh, it is. I'm sure that like, that's sort of one of my other questions is no doubt you continue you and, and you're definitely wanting to continue to learn and grow within this space. Cause I know you do a bit of other, other work at the moment um, in an industrial sense. But yeah, what's the future look like for M? Yeah, well, that's such a great question. I've done a lot of those like, oh, where do you see yourself in yeah. five years? And where do you see yourself in 10 years? And it's funny, when I always come back to it, I remember when mum got sick, we couldn't help but learn about the health world, right? And it wasn't, I wasn't greatly, 
I was, I think I've always been spiritual, but I wasn't great in the spirit world at that time. Um, but there's been a few times when, you know, life can just get a bit much and I just go, Oh gosh, Mm. can I just, can I just maybe live a normal life or and it's just not possible. It is just not possible. (laughs) I cannot stop researching and reading things and listening to stuff. And, you know, even at the moment I've sort of flipped my diet again to try something new and, you know, trying new meditations and the, um, this one, the, the smoky quartz that I have been a, a master healer is me wanting to refine those skills and in, in being able to communicate with the spirit world. I'd love to kind of go from my direction up instead of them coming down through me. Yeah, so wanting yeah. to learn more, more on that. So that's definitely a goal for this year is to um, refine those skills, which I personally know is having a clean vessel. So I need to make sure that my health is on track. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, otherwise spirit, you know, it's easier for spirit to come through when I'm calm and centered and grounded and eating the right foods and nourishing my body. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I'd love to teach yoga. I mean, obviously I did my yoga teacher training and the yeah. world shut down literally. So I haven't taught any <laughs> yoga to anyone. Well, I have yeah. just a few um, loved ones, but, you know, I'd like to delve into that. I also really want to... Um, at the moment, and it just happens with me, I'm getting a really big keen interest in, which I've had for a very long time, but more so a little bit more in um, like farming and the chemicals that are being used yeah, on our food and organic oh. and how it's linked to the microbiome and even like cells in your cell structure and what's going on with glyphosate. And because this all comes back to when you struggle with a mental illness like anxiety or depression. Um, and once again, awareness is the first key and it's great yeah. to talk about it. There isn't, I believe, enough awareness around the how connection to, the that's how going to. all the way back. Yeah. The how-to, absolutely. Yeah. And then the connection back to our soil. Like yeah. our food, literally nutrient deficient. It's Like it actually mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And we're, we're heading, don't get me wrong, there's some farmers out there doing some brilliant work and, you know, organic farmers and people who are looking into regenerating the soil. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind, of my, it's kind of my tangent at the moment is is really reading and researching into that. Yeah. So yeah. how can you expect to thrive and be mentally stable essentially when yeah. A, you, you know, your, your gut bacteria might be, say, even not necessarily non-existent, but it's struggling. And then you, you might be thinking that you're eating really well, but your food is nutrient deficient. It's literally destroying your cells. I learned recently, and I think this is such profound information that everyone should know, like glyphosate that's sprayed on our food, which is the main ingredient Roundup, so it's also sprayed like, like on weeds in our schools, in our parks. Yeah. There is um, it in a really simple form because I'm not a scientist by any means, yeah. but it, it destroys the, in a long chain of events, it destroys the cell-to-cell communication between cells. So yeah. cells have these like little... I guess, light rays and how they can communicate with each other. And it essentially destroys that communication. And that is what a cancer cell is. Yeah. A cancer cell is a cell that has lost all communication with everything else. So it thinks it's all alone in the world and it will mutate and it will kill itself because it doesn't no longer know what to do and it will replicate. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just going like, when I heard that in a podcast recently, this is such profound information. Like this is leading back to what we're eating. Absolutely what we're thinking and the trauma that we've gone on. And as we've mentioned, like our environment as well. Yeah. Yeah. Our environment, it's all connected. However, I do really feel like if I'm, if I'm ever in a state um, of depression, despair or anxiety, my first go-to generally is physical. You know, so I cut out caffeine. I make sure I'm not drinking alcohol. I'll flip my diet, I'll assess it, what am I eating, what can I do to reduce the inflammation? So I grab a hold of the physical first and mm-hmm. then I find like, okay, let's address like, the emotions associated with it. But if you're unaware of what's actually happening to your food and, and the food supply and, and it's just, it's absolutely mind-blowing. This is an amazing fact and I'd just love to share it. Yeah. If you have a course of antibiotics, it will increase your risk of depression by 25% within the next 12 months. If you have two courses of antibiotics, it will increase your risk of depression by 60% within the next 12 months. Yeah, and they're they're very fast to give the kids too. Massively, Mm. massively. 
And, and I think you can't almost dispute that this, this information needs to be out there more because when you look at who is suffering, yeah. there are so many people suffering unnecessarily, you know, with yeah. anxiety and depression. And, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, like I've had to take antibiotics yeah. and I am very well aware. Um, and I will, I will often go, I remember one time, this was a few years back, I possibly hit a bit of a low and I made the connection that I'd had a course of antibiotics. Um, and I can't remember what for now because it's generally my very, 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 very last resort. Yeah, um, absolutely. Same here. Yeah. I usually do coffee enemas and juices before <laughs> I do any course of antibiotics, but I made the connection that I was like, Oh, hang on a minute. And I was like, it was like three, four months ago. I did a course of antibiotics. So even for me, like that really, that understanding there helps me to go, well, let's not delve into these thoughts, you know, being stirred up from the fact that I'm probably not making what I need to now because you're, you're the, the gut yeah. brain connection. So I'm mm -hmm. literally not getting the serotonin that I need. So I'm going to think that the world is ending and that I'm believing my ego. Um, yeah. And that's why we've, we've got such a complexity with the issues as you've described some of it, which is fantastic. And this is why I, and you and all of us hope that there's a massive, massive shift and a change because we all know who makes Roundup and we've mm -hmm. been lied to about, you know, it's it's safe enough to drink. I know farmers oh. have told me that, that and I'm like, bullshit. But, I know. you know, so many of these yeah. things need to have a, we need to have a big, big, big clean up of this entire bloody world. Yeah, we do. Coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. We do. And I think it is coming. I think it is slowly coming. Like even you know, I, there's, there's so many organic farmers, you know, not far from here yeah. actually. Yeah. And it was just like, it is actually happening. Like the process is taking place. Um, but it's once again, it's the education. The consumerism of it as well. Yeah. So that, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they come back to that when in terms of glyphosate and saying you can drink it and it's safe um, because people aren't aware that it's destroying obviously that cell to cell communication. Yeah. As I mentioned, I'm not a scientist, so it's, it's, a, it's a process that that goes through. But it also destroys something which is called the shikimate pathway in a plant. And that's the plant's ability to make essential amino acids that we need. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. and they might go, well, a human doesn't have a shikimate pathway, so there's no issues. It's all good. It's all fine. But this is where food. it comes to, like, our food it's is our food. deficient. Yeah, yeah. And it's... And have you been following Pete Evans? He's been controversial yeah. lately and I'm loving it. You know what? He is being so smart about how he's being controversial and it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. He's brilliant. He's yeah. just question asking. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's question just, asking. Yeah. 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 And anyone and who is brave enough to stand up, like, well done. to them. I yeah, agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's yeah. a lot of people slamming anybody for speaking oh. up at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. As we know, I know I got down that road, like Terry was saying earlier about, um, mm -hmm you know, getting into a bit of a debate, but I got down that road a couple of months ago when all this stuff was starting and we won't go into my views around it all, but you know, it's just, it's such a bigger picture and people just believe what's fed to them. And I think mm -hmm. at least the good thing is the common theme that I've been seeing lately is people are really starting to, you know, ask more questions and to debate, up, debate yeah. what supposedly the norm is. Yeah. So, very it's good. that age old saying, um, the truth will set you free, yeah. but first it'll piss you off. <laughs> yeah. How good is that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> <laughs> and it's so true. It's so mm. true. I remember when mum was first diagnosed and the things that I learned and I'm just, and I, and it was initially for me, it was anger and it was just like, Oh, we, we can't do this and we can't eat that. And until you learn that you need to come back to yourself and the people yeah. who want to know and the people who want to heal and the people who want to learn more will come to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, um, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, that's, that's such so, a good one. That's, that's yeah, I'm going to write that down too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. So, and you still teach a bit of meditation and stuff like that? Um, I, I haven't as such, um, in terms of obviously like with the COVID and whatnot, yeah. um, I, I did a little bit yesterday um, with a loved one um, that was just more a guided meditation to help them connect with the spirit world. Um, yep. 
I, I'm wanting to. I'm just not sure what space that looks like at this stage. Um, but this is, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely cool. To. So when you get that space going again, where would be the best place for people to find you? Have you still got a oh, business great page? Question. Have you still got a, I do. Yeah. I do have a business page on um, Facebook, which would be um, like I'm under, I think it actually just says Emma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think but, it does. Um, I'm on there, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's just Emma, yeah. Emma. It is Emma. just Emma, and I don't know that if you, Pop, pop that in that you'll find it because there's so many the big billions of emmas in the world but uh like my instagram is um from emma with and then yeah. dot love that's so what i was on thinking instagram, of as well from emma with if, love yeah. yeah yeah so from emma yeah. with dot love um you'll find me which might link you to that yeah facebook page but definitely on instagram yeah yeah, well, I've been following you for a bit since I've started to know you and I'm very inspired by you. And I think that yeah. you have such a gift to give to this world. And I think that um, to people like you that will make big changes and I'm just so excited to be your friend and watch what you oh. do in the next several years and stuff. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you. That is so, that's so kind of you. That's very kind of you. And I often, um, I remember you coming to my meditation workshop. Yeah. And... I literally actually remember seeing the physical discomfort in your body. Um, and I didn't, I didn't so think anything pain. of it at the time yeah. um, until I have later obviously um, met with you to see that, that ease in your physical body um, because yeah. naturally like we hold, you know, obviously trauma and everything in our physical body. And I remember seeing that in you to where you are now. So like back at you, you're doing some phenomenal, amazing work. And even yourself, Terry, like these, these discussions are so important and people who can bring, you know, the light forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. And really, really want to thank you for your time. It's just been awesome. Yes. It was lovely to meet you. Amazing stories and insights. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, Thank definitely. You so much. Well, we'll certainly do it more and get um, another topic because I'm sure we could talk and talk. So, yeah. We could, we could, yeah. Grab another topic. I'd be more than happy to join you guys. Yeah, for Thank sure. You. These conversations are, they, yeah, they really oh, it's, make. It's so good. I mean, and especially like our, our end, you know, there's, there is no end goal. We don't want this to end, but the, 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 bit we want to get across especially with even the name of this is struggles to success i'm sure everybody we know has had some struggles in their own way and we just want people to realize that you know it's not the end goal to stay in that state and that's what we do is work with people around depression and anxiety and have it's such a short stint on your timeline and uh, if you can learn and grow from it and get the tools that we have and you know basically that's what it's all about so yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's like that whole, I think pain is almost needed for growth. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful for my struggle. Yeah. Um, but, but we don't need to be struggling as much as we are as a human race. Like no, that's right. Know. Yeah, well, yeah. without pain, we wouldn't know what, you know, happiness and comfort and all that is. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you oh. so much again. And Yeah, um, so welcome. That's episode two. Thank you, Terry. Awesome. Thank you. So oh, we'll it's been get amazing. This, get this what a great up. podcast. I know. That's so exciting. It was so, so lovely to listen to Emma. Yeah, definitely. So lovely. <laughs> Thanks for oh. having me on. It's so nice to be here with you both. No worries. Oh, you're Thank welcome. You.